Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Good Monday morning. I remember it very, very well. A surgeon friend of mine, just a a wonderful man, came to me and asked if I could talk to his wife. His wife, just a lovely lady herself, had just been diagnosed with a form of cancer that she was not going to survive. And the surgeon had evidently gone to his uh, minister, a mainstream denomination, and ask him if he would come talk to his wife about death and about heaven. And his minister didn't want to. He seemed frightened by the prospect and, and said, I really, I don't really know that I, I could say much or do much. Well, that seemed weird to me. Uh, not, uh, half of it was weird. You're gonna find out what I mean. Half of it was not. I said, I'd be happy to go talk to her. So I'm gonna call her Jill, because that wasn't her name. So I go in and I see, and Jill is laying on the couch, and she's still optimistic and that she plans to enjoy her days, but she knows that they are coming to a close. And I said, I hear you have questions about heaven. And she goes, yes, yes, I do. And here's where that bifurcation comes in. I don't understand why her minister didn't feel comfortable coming and talking to her. Perhaps he just not had the training. Perhaps his, he couldn't emotionally handle it. I don't know wouldn't judge him even if I could. But I do understand his reticence about talking about heaven. Because as I looked at Jill, I said, I've been trying most of my life to get there. And I've been trying to help other people get there. But if you want to know much in a way of details, I don't have those. There's a lot I just don't know. And that's, um, it's hard to say to someone who's now facing making that journey. And it might surprise you. Yes, I've read Randy Alcorn's book on heaven, which is quite thick. I've read many sermons and many articles about heaven. But when you come to what we know from scripture, it's very little. And a lot of the descriptions in scripture are of earthly things. In other words, think of Ezekiel 1. Ezekiel 1 isn't talking about heaven. But um, it is this, uh, this whole thing about God visiting Ezekiel in the refugee camp by the, the river there, by this really awful river, uh, basically a sewage river at this stage. And everything he sees, he goes, it's like, it's kind of, it's because there are no words for it. And in heaven, uh, there aren't earthly things that we can say, for example, Will the gates really be made of pearl? No, it's, an, it's a hyperbole and it's a description, a physical description of a reality that we cannot imagine. Are the streets paved with gold? No, but that's the only way we can understand that it's a glorious, beautiful place where riches are not an issue anymore. We already have everything that anyone could possibly want. 
And so these are illustrations. We don't really believe that a lion with wings and then a, an eagle's head swirled around Ezekiel. He had to use human words to express a spiritual reality. And that's what the descriptions of heaven do. Think of it this way. If you've been following the amazing photographs of the Webb Telescope, and if you have not, even if you don't, don't do anything else on Twitter uh, or Facebook, finding those pages and following them would be worth it. I believe they even have Instagram. But when we try to think about, all right, here are the pillars of creation. Here's a crab head nebula. Here's a double black hole that's been found. It's this many millions, trillions of light years away. And so when you see this picture, what you are seeing is enough. We could put 18 quadrillion Milky Ways in the picture that you're looking at on your phone right now. And we go, we can't get it, can we? It's too big for us. And that's physical. We're physical, that's physical. Think about how difficult it would be to describe something that we don't have words for because we don't have a concept for. If, if you still aren't quite getting it, take a break and go explain quantum physics to your cat or dog or a cricket. You will be equally successful regardless of which of those you choose because their brains cannot ever get to an understanding of that science. They won't have the bits and pieces. They won't understand the basic physics behind the more advanced physics before the incredibly weird physics, right? They don't have any of that, don't have the neurons for it. We don't have that for heaven. Now we do know some things. We know that we're going to like it and that whenever God talks to us, it's gonna be joy, it's gonna be community, that Jesus will walk among us as a brother, as an equal, not lording it over us at all. It's not an eternal worship service either, which to me is just exceptionally good news because I love a good worship service too, but I, I, I like other things as well, don't you? And so there will be other things to do. In fact, there will be work to do. God is a worker. He made us in his image and he gave us work to do. We are workers and we are never really happy unless we have something we can work on and show that we are contributing, that we, are, we have done something. Besides, why would you want to stop working in heaven? I think you'd be more excited than ever because here you are, you cannot sin, you cannot be thrown out. You're not gonna become an angel. Angels are completely different beings than human beings. You're gonna be you there, but you, as Paul put it, translated <coughs> into something else. As he put it, it does not yet appear what we will be, but we'll, it'll still be us. I've had people ask, well, will we know each other in heaven? Absolutely, absolutely. In scripture, we, we can figure that one out. Do you remember the rich man and Lazarus? They knew who Moses, uh, knew who Abraham was. And that whenever the apostles were standing around Jesus during the transfiguration, uh, that they who had never seen a representation of any of the patriarchs, because the Jews do not do that. No painting, no drawing, no sculpture. They knew 
who Elijah and Moses were when they appeared. We're going to be smarter there, not dumber there. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13 says, we will know even as we are known. So yes, you're going to know people. Well, then some people will say, well, what about, how, how, can, we be, how can we be happy if, our, um, if others don't make it? And we look around and they didn't make it. Now, first of all, I think God's able to make you happy. I get that. Second, normally that's followed with, if I know that my mother, loved one, child is burning forever in a torture pit. I don't believe that. And I've done, uh, it was over a year ago now, but you can search easily on YouTube, on Vimeo, uh, and just look for Monday Morning Messages, Who Told You About Hell? And I think there are four different ones I did on that. Uh, and we're going to be doing a lot more of that in sermons starting in February, and this is February. So you may have to go back and look at a sermon or two in February where we talk about who is saved, how we're saved, and what is it about hell that we believe that is correct and what do we believe that isn't? Do I believe that everybody will make it? You see, there's where I am. I'm, I call myself a hopeful universalist, but I do believe that some won't make it because some won't want to. And that's a discussion for another day because we're trying to talk about heaven. So if somebody you loved was one of those, you know that they're not being tortured forever. You know that they're just not there. And yes, you may wish they were there. I've heard so many times there will be no tears in heaven. And there's even that old mountain hymn, no tears in heaven, no sorrows given. All will be glory in that land. But the Bible does talk about tears in heaven and that God will wipe away all tears from our eyes. I would hate to think that I would live eternally without the ability to empathize with any, anything. You might think, well, in heaven, it's the end of all things. Why would you think, well, I'm not sure why we think it's the end of all things. It's the end of our things. It, it's a renewed earth or a, another place. I get that, and there are two arguments about that. Uh, and I, I, I really enjoy the arguments, I really do, because they're usually done with a lot of respect and both, have, both sides have a lot of interesting stuff. Um, I'm not really anywhere there yet. I'm one of those God will sort it out guys. Um, so, but that, that's it. I want, you, I want you to wonder, can you wonder and imagine with me? And I wanna make this very, very clear. So hear me now. This is Patrick just thinking. This isn't scripture, all right? Some reason Jesus in Matthew 25, doing the parable of the talents, repeats something to the faithful servants when he said, you've been faithful over little, but I'm gonna make you ruler over much or over many. And then he slides right into the judgment scene. Read Matthew 25 as a whole unit. It's really fascinating that he takes that and then he goes in, enter now into the joy of the Lord. Take your place in the kingdom, which has been prepared for you since before anything began. I have the feeling that all that we're seeing with the web telescope and such, and, and all that lie far beyond its capabilities, isn't just empty, wasted rock and fire. People ask me, do I believe in intelligent life elsewhere? It doesn't matter because the distances are so great, they are impossible. And the speed of light is the speed limit for the universe. And yes, wormholes would be really cool, 
but we don't have any evidence that anything like that exists. And yes, time does warp, but it doesn't warp fast enough to get us to these other places. So whatever God's plan is for the rest of the universe, he hasn't shared it because we can't do anything about it now. But what are we gonna do with that crown in heaven? What are we gonna do if we are made ruler over much? If that indeed goes from uh, the first part of Matthew 25 through the discussion of judgment day. So it's, a worth at least, it's at least worth thinking about. Will we then be working with God in another galaxy, in another solar system? Will we be working with God in the continual creation of the universe? Because the universe, although it recycles all the same atoms, is making new things all the time. You see star factories, like again, the Horsehead Nebula is a star factory. Pillars of Creation are star factories. Are we going to be working there? Now, regardless, we're gonna love it. We're not gonna be subject to temptation because we've already come through that fire. We'll have that work to do. We'll have emotions. We will be us. We'll recognize each other and we won't be bored. We're not gonna be sitting on a cloud with a harp because that would be boring. Even if you like harps, there's a limit, right? It's gonna be so good that there are not words in physical language to describe it to physical beings. But I'm excited about it. And I'm a lot closer to there than I am to the, my beginnings. At 66, the road ahead of me is much, much shorter than a road behind me. But I'm okay with that, because I trust him. And no, I'm not really sure what's gonna happen, but it's gonna be good. Gone. I'd say it's gonna blow our minds, but I think he's got that sorted too. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to being with you for eternity. So while we're waiting, just a little admonition, if I may, and then we'll close this down today. Let's be the kind of people that other people wouldn't mind living with for eternity. Let's drop the judgment, the anger, the arguments, the uh, you know, sarcasm can be a lot of fun. So if you're using it for fun and everybody understands, fair enough. But otherwise, let's drop that. Let's, let's become the people other people would like to hang out with for eternity. And then let's go do that. I'll see you either here or there. God bless. Cheers.